What's going on, you guys? Welcome to the Music Matters Media Podcast. Today, we are going to be discussing our last episode of 2023. We're going to wrap 2023 up with a pretty little bow and end the year on a super high note. What better way to do that than to reflect on all of the concerts and shows that Eric and I went to throughout the year to reminisce, to talk about the highlights, the highs, the lows, everything in between. We are talking about our concert experiences of 2023. Yet another episode that we always look forward to. Anybody that knows us knows that we love going to live shows, and it's just such an amazing experience. It's our escape. Yes, it's our escape. When everything is going to hell. (laughs) when it feels like all is coming to an end around you do yourself a favor if you are as passionate about music as we are and i have a feeling you are because you wouldn't be listening to the show if you weren't please do yourself a favor life is way too short buy the concert tickets yes we highly recommend it and in the event that you're a little short on funds Definitely look out for free live shows. Those are definitely in a bunch of different places, whether it's local or it's, you know, if you're like us, live in New York, if it's in the city or wherever. But just do yourself a favor and go see a live show. Go see a live show, whether it be radio freebies that they give you, whether it's up and coming bands, support your local musicians, whatever the case may be. And if you can't make it to the shows, if your schedule doesn't allow, if your finances don't allow, then try to stream possibly some of these shows or check out after the fact the clips of the live shows because it's better than missing out completely. I know there's nothing like going and seeing your favorite bands live and that's why Eric and I love doing this episode, love live music there's nothing on this planet like it that is my escape that is my escape when everything seems like it's going to shit (laughs) complete (laughs) and other shit around me my escape is to buy the concert tickets go to the show get lost for a few hours in the music and that's what it feels like when you're going to a concert Whether it be a a band that you're newly discovering, you're supporting a friend or a local band, or you're going to something that you're just die hard about, there's just nothing like going to a show, 
tuning everything else out in life for those few hours and just getting completely lost in the music, being in the moment for whatever it's worth, just everything else is on hold. Everything else can wait while you're at the concert watching your favorite bands live. And listen, it's incredible. Yes, it is. And at the very least, you'll be among other people who share your love of a certain artist and you'll be able to share in that amazing experience with them. And at most, you will have come out of a religious experience that you'll be able to tell your grandkids about. That's my natural high. It really is. It is just I get such a rush going to a live show, both leading up to it, during it, after it. I just ride that high of looking forward to it and diving in and listening to the music prepping before it then just the experience in itself and then after the fact going back home listening to it even more the music and just reminiscing on what just took place I mean live music there's just nothing like it out there it's my natural high concerts I will always make time to go to a concert I will always try to put money aside to go to a concert even if I can't go to a bunch throughout the year if even if I can only see one band and I have to narrow it down whatever the case may be but my advice always try to put some money aside put some time aside even if you got to plan way ahead of time because life is too short and you, we don't just live to work and then drop dead okay that's not living that's not what life is about you need enjoyment in your life you deserve to have a good time to let loose to have fun to be surrounded with like-minded individuals that are equally enjoying the person that you're going to go see and you're there to have fun you're there to experience the music maybe discover other bands meet new people be a part of a community it's just oh man the list goes on and on what's there not to love about going to concerts. And there was no shortage of that energy last year in 2023. And to prove that to you, we are gonna talk about some of our most amazing concert experiences. Uh, I'll go first. Yeah, Eric, kick it off because my concert run starts in May and it goes from May to November. You told me that the first concert you went to last year was in April. So we'll start with you and we'll just keep going back and forth. Sounds good. Now, admittedly, my run of concerts was not as extensive as Lisa's. Hers was definitely uh, more than mine. I only had time to go to three shows last year, but I made those shows count, and you'll hear about them now. I love it. Love to hear it. Let's hear it. So, starting in April, I went to see the legendary Buddy Guy. He is a blues guitar player, one of the original blues men. He's been around for decades, and... He's in his 80s, and he's still touring. Of course, he began his farewell tour this this past year. And so if you have always wanted to see him, this is your last chance. Because once he is done with this tour, that is it. And if you are a fan of blues, especially, you know, the classic blues that inspired the likes of Eric Clapton, Jimi Hendrix, Led Zeppelin, all of that stuff... This is the guy to go see. He is your favorite guitar player's favorite guitar player, so to speak. So definitely do yourself 
a favor and go see him. When I went to see him at one of my one of our local venues, the NYCB Theater here in Westbury on Long Island, what a show. I mean, first of all, the venue itself is really cool. Not a single bad seat in the house. Anywhere you sit is an amazing view of the stage. And the guy is, even at, even at his age, I mean, he is still so energetic. His guitar playing is still on fire. His backing band is amazing. And he's super interactive with the audience. He tells stories about, you know, when he was younger and during other certain highlights from his career. He talks about the stories behind certain songs. He talks about previous collaborators that he's had. You know, it's every much a trip down memory lane as it is just a, like what I was saying before, a religious experience. And with someone like him, I mean, my God, this guy inspired Jimi Hendrix, for crying out loud. So you know, you know, if you know what Jimi Hendrix is like, you you know the root of that. And seeing this guy, it's just the real deal. You're, you're literally getting living, walking, breathing history on that stage. And... I also love that at one point he's playing and then he actually walked out into the rows and started just walking around the entire place playing his guitar and everybody's reaching out to just try and touch him. That's so cool. Yeah, oh my god. It it was just the experience of a lifetime. I'm glad I got to see him. And because he's going on his farewell tour, I'm going to see him one last time before he's done for good. Unfortunately, it was supposed to happen last year in October, but because he is up there in age, the dates got postponed, so they will be postponed until this April, which means that it'll be pretty much a year since I went to see him uh, since the last time. So listen, I'm, I'm all for him being in good health. I'm all for him being at his best. So whatever he needs to do to be in top form for his final run of tour dates, I'm definitely all for him doing doing that. So, if you love this guy and you want to see him before it's all over, do yourself a favor, get tickets, and join the experience. He's going to go out with a bang. He is. what it seems like. Definitely. So, that was my first experience of 2023, and I know you start a little bit after me, and we've also had some experiences together, so let's talk about those. Yes, I cannot wait to get into all that first up for me was back in May of 2023, I saw Blink-182. I couldn't even tell you the amount of times I've seen Blink at this point. This show in particularly was extremely special because it's the first show that they played, or rather the first tour that they played with Tom DeLonge, his big return to Blink and touring in literally years. So... That was just truly such a special experience. The second that the announcement came out with a new single and Tom's back and there's a tour to follow and a new album, my head was spinning, Eric, as you know, and I was on the edge of my seat. I had to do a double take. I couldn't believe it. (laughs) Same, same. (laughs) There was just so many emotions going on. But yeah, Blink-182 Got to see them at UBS my first time at the arena. Just want to give a shout out to UBS real quick. Beautiful, beautiful arena. I cannot wait to see more live acts there. Extremely clean. Everything is really well organized. The sound was great throughout the show. So no complaints there. Blink, I just missed 
Tom and Mark and their banter and the interactions on stage. And it's just something about those three guys, man. Them being back together, the chemistry that they have is just unmatched. You cannot replicate that. And I just love the fact that they genuinely seem like they're enjoying it. And they're back to just such a good, solid place within their friendship with each other. That that translates on stage and to their fans. And they looked like they were having so much fun. So how could you not have fun watching them play and have fun? It was just such a good time. It was the first time that my girlfriend got to see them live ever. So I'm glad that I got to check that off of her bucket list. She had a blast. I had a blast. So much fun. So incredibly grateful and thankful and my heart is so full that Tom is back and Blink right now better than ever everybody was in top form live such a fun time I'm going to see them again this year in 2024 at City Field over the summer birthday present cannot wait it's literally right around my birthday in July so that I'm very much looking forward to and those are pit tickets that's amazing. So I cannot wait. The last time I've seen Tom up close like that with Blink was all the way back in 2013. That was the first time that I saw Blink live with Tom. And I had to wait all the way, literally 10 years later in 2023, to see that again. Well worth the wait. So happy that the guys just are back and better than ever. And yeah, that was my first concert of 2023. What a way to start the run of concerts then with Blink. So much fun. And with this batch of new songs, now you have even more to look forward to for the new show. Yes, that's great point, Eric. I'm glad you brought that up. They played Edging Live. It translated really well. The crowd, everybody had fun with it. But... What I'm looking forward to the most this year is now that the album is out in full. There are so many songs that I want them to perform. I cannot wait to see these songs live. So I hope that they're going to be some major changes in the set list. Of course, they have to play all the classics. But I hope that they have a good chunk, at least a good handful of the new record. Because man, oh man, that record just slaps all the way through. <laughs> Well, I'm glad that both of our years started out strong, and I'm glad that you and I had overlap. Yes! Let's get into those concerts. Let's start out with the other May show that I went to, that we both went to. I'm talking about Paramore. That was Memorial Day weekend. We went to go see Paramore. What a night. I mean, my God, this was my first time. Well, no, technically no. This was my second time ever seeing Paramore, but this was my first time seeing them at a full length show yeah full length first time first time i saw them with you was for one of those free gma shows right and that was promoting after laughter yes and that was a ton of fun that was a ton of fun but it doesn't come close to the experience of seeing them for two hours first of all madison square garden come on sold out they had two back-to-back sold out msg shows yeah let's talk about this they played a bunch of songs from this is why Haley Williams, Taylor York, Zach Farrow. How much fun did we have that night, Eric? So much fun. I mean, my God. And let me tell you, what a dedicated fan base they have because... You're not God, kidding. <laughs> the, the crowd was electric that night. Yeah, it really was. Everybody was on top of their game. 
Haley Williams. Everybody always asks me. They know about the podcast. They know about Music Matters Media in its entirety as a company. So they ask me, one of the most popular questions I get asked is, who should I go see live? Who is the best live show that you've seen? Who's a great live performer that you recommend seeing? And Paramore is always in that conversation for me. They're always a top for me. They're always my go-to answer. If you have not seen Paramore live, Haley Williams, her vocal range, Taylor York, Zach Farrell, the band in its entirety, just wow. If you haven't seen them live, what are you doing? If you're a fan of their music or you're just a fan of rock music in general, you have to. It's a must. They have to be on your bucket list. Haley is a tidal wave of energy on stage. There's not a single place on stage where she isn't. She's I mean, constantly throughout the entire show. She's moving. She's, she's never at dancing. Any point. She's jumping. <laughs> she just sits down. No. She she doesn't let up. And even in the moments when it's a very laid back song, even then she's just at she's the top of her game. Constantly on the move, and they're one of the bands that they could just let the music speak for itself. Honestly, I would even argue that sometimes when she plays certain songs live, I'm like this rendition of the song sounds even better than it does on the album it does it does you cannot say especially now more than ever where you have so much production and so many ways to assist people vocally where anybody literally can get on a track and then you can manipulate it to the point where oh look i'm a rapper oh look i'm a singer Yeah, exactly so with that being said and having all that technology this has to be one of the highest compliments you could give somebody at this point is that sometimes live the music translates even better than on the record. That's the type of voice that Haley Williams has. She's just one in a million. Yeah, and listen, it was just hit after hit after hit on at this concert. In my opinion, some of my, some of my most favorite stuff to hear at that show was definitely the after laughter stuff. Because it was, just, it's just such a fun album as it is. But then it feels like a party. Yeah, but when you translate it to a live setting, it's explosive. I mean, honestly, one of my biggest regrets that night was not capturing video of Rose Colored Boy. Uh, I mean, my okay. God, that's and when she interpolated it with "I Want to Dance with Somebody" by yeah. Whitney Houston. Oh my God, that Classic. was magic. Classic. And the new songs from This Is Why also translated very well live. She played Crave, which is my all-time favorite. That has been a song that's been a sleeper hit amongst the fan base, where when the album initially came out, everybody, of course, you know, was talking about the singles and the other tracks on there. But once people caught on to Crave, they hit the ground running with that track, and that has been definitely a standout within that album and them playing it live so that for me in particular i loved being able to hear that live for the first time it was great it's just such a phenomenal show certainly something that we'll be talking about for years to come if i ever get a chance to see them again i absolutely will if this says anything they're one of the bands that i've seen the most yeah in my in my entire life of going to shows and i've been going to shows for I'm really going to age myself here. I've been going to shows for at least 20 years at this point, which sounds pretty gnarly. (laughs) I will say that, you know, to 18, 20 years, I've been going to shows at this point. And they're one of the bands that I've seen live the most. 
somehow, some way, over time, they just keep getting better and better and better. And just when you think Haley Williams is at her peak, she surprises you again and again, time and time again. She's just incredible. Love her to death. Love the band in general. And Paramore is definitely a live show that needs to be on everybody's bucket list. I stand by it. And speaking of bands that get better and better and better. We're heading on to June. The Rival Sons. The Rival Sons. What better way to kick off June? June 1st, Eric and I went to go see The Rival Sons live. Our third time technically seeing them live. And this show was just two days after we had seen Paramore. So can you imagine just how, you know... Just how amped we were for We that. were still riding that high of seeing Paramore. And then we were just so incredibly hyped to be going to another show together. So close together to back to the city we go. And wow. I mean, this was our third time seeing Rival Sons. But hands down, out of the three times we've seen them, this was the best performance. And that's saying something. Because the first time we saw them was as an opener for Black Sabbath for their end tour. That was back in 2018. But even though they were an opener, I mean, they, again, this was at MSG, and they really commanded that that venue. And, you know, for a band that was opening for an even bigger band, I mean, that's an achievement. That's what really sold me on the band. You recommended them prior to, but once I saw them live opening for Black Sabbath, I was sold. Completely yeah, sold. definitely. And then we went to see them, you know, for their own headlining show. This was when they were touring their Hollow Bones album, if I'm not mistaken. And I'm not kidding you. I do believe I've said that on I've said this on this podcast in a previous episode, but if I have not, let me just reiterate that now. I am not kidding you guys when I say that the floor shook at that show. Yes. That's how yes, heavy did. they were playing. <laughs> and they were playing so hard that the drummer's drumstick snapped in half and a piece went flying into the crowd and I was able to get said piece. That just shows you how dedicated they are to playing live. <laughs> like that's some Travis Barker shit right there. <laughs> of course. And so imagine, you know, going to those two shows and then asking yourself, how could it get more explosive than that? We got our answer when we went to see them last year for their Dark Fighter tour. So good. This was before the album. No, it was the day that the album... Wasn't it the day the album dropped? I think so, yeah. Yeah, that's what made it even better. It was the day that the album came out. So, like, they were hyped to perform. They're touring for this record. We're hyped to see them live again and hear what these songs are going to bring to their live show. And, wow, this was the closest we got to the band. We had a perfect yes, view far. of them. And the songs that they, they did play a lot of now looking back. Yeah, they played a lot of being the able album. to absorb the record throughout the rest of the year. They played a lot of that record. And that record, if you listen to our previous episode of our yes. top 10 official favorite albums of 2023, you would know that Dark Fighter made both of our lists. We had some yeah. overlap mm -hmm. for our top 10, which says a lot. Yeah. And in case you're wondering, yes, the ground shook at this show, too. Probably even more than the last one. I mean, I'm telling you, this... I said during the last... The previous episode that you just name-dropped, I believe that this is their heaviest album to date. So and good. And 
this show was definitely a testament to that. I mean, my God, their their songwriting has gotten so powerful in in previous years. I mean, it's it's just amazing to me how they can get so much better and better with each release. Do you have a favorite song off that record? <sighs> Honestly, no. <laughs> I know no? you do. I know you do. I don't. I uh, the whole thing is a masterpiece to me. I mean, I've been playing that record since it came out. No joke. Which I knew automatically. Of course, it's gonna make my year endless. And shout out to Lightbringer as well because... Yes, that's a good one. And that wasn't out yet at the time. It was not out yet at the time, but I just want to give it a shout out here because it deserves some love too. Definitely. Came out later in the year, came out in October. And my favorite tracks from there, Mercy and Sweet Life, great songs off of there. But there's just something about Dark Fighter. It's the grip behind it. and. Yeah. It's one of those albums that you never want it to end. And once it ends, yeah, you're like, exactly. oh, man, I just want to go back and play it all over again. You exactly. Know? Exactly. It's it's that good. My favorite track off of Dark Fighter has to be Guillotine. A phenomenal song. Such a good song. But honestly, Nobody Wants to Die, Mirrors, Bright Light, Bird in the Hand. I mean, yeah, so many. There's not a bad songs. song on this record. And that's that's a very difficult feat in and of itself. And I completely agree with Eric when he says that they just keep getting better and better, both live show and writing and producing and everything about their records, because I truly do believe that Dark Fighter specifically is one of their best records yet. Yeah, for sure. So unfortunately, that's where the overlap for us ends. But like I said, I'm glad that we were able to make those two concerts that we went to together count. I'm glad that I was able to make the three shows that I went to count as well. But now uh, I'll turn it over to you and let you tell us what the rest of your concert experiences looked like for 2023. All right. Well, going from June to July, in July, I went to go see Elenium live for the very first time. Nice. So my girlfriend and I, we had a trade-off. I took her to Blink. It was on her bucket list. She's never seen Blink live before. Whereas Elenium, I've never seen Elenium live before. He's been on my bucket list. She has seen him live before and she made that happen for us. So love that we got to experience both last year together. And wow, this show was incredible. The production that he had throughout this entire show was insane it just made me fall in love. Now I completely understand. Listen, I've been to EDM shows before. However, this show is exactly why I understand people get so wrapped into that scene of music where they go to these raves and they just want to get fully immersed in that style of music because, wow, it literally puts you, I know that it's a subgenre, so no pun intended, but it puts you in a trance. It literally puts you in a trance. This concert was so much fun. We went with a group of our friends, the people that he brought along on tour to open for him and that came out and did the songs with him as well that were features were amazing. Especially, I want to give a shout out to William Black. He was an opener for this tour and I ended up really vibing with his music. I love when that happens. I always suggest that to people because usually people just blow off openers. They're like, ah, we're just going to see the main person. So don't have to, you know, sit through whatever or stand through to watch them. Do yourself a favor. Go early. 
watch the openers. They're on the tour for a reason, okay? They're on the tour for a reason, and you just never know who is going to be performing and who you might fall in love with. So I love when that happens, when you go see somebody and then you end up loving the openers that are touring along with the band or the musician. So shout out to William Black. He also had a record that a new record that came out last year in 2023. For those who like EDM music, go check that one out. Definitely worth checking out. And of course, Elenium was touring for his self-titled record. Such a great record. Spoiler alert for those who did not listen to the episode prior to this one, our top 10 favorite records of 2023. He made my list and that record made my list. So many good songs. I'm glad that we got to see the run through and those songs translated live. My personal favorite on that record has to be the song Back to You featuring All Time Low with Elenium, but you have Avril Lavigne on there, you got Travis Barker on there, you have Motionless and White on there, you have Teddy Swims on there, you have Skylar Gray on there. There's so many good quality musicians on there. There's so many great collabs on there. Please do yourself a favor, check that record out, even if you're not entirely into EDM music, but you might like a musician or some of the musicians on there the collaborations so it's worth checking out because you never know you might end up loving the sound and loving the fusions throughout the record so please go check that record out the breakdowns and the transitions and just the production itself and everything that comes with it it's literally you're watching a whole production throughout the entire show and this just made me fall in love with the art form of the show that he put on and it made me want to go check out a bunch of other DJs that would be on my bucket list. That sounds really amazing and it definitely sounds like a ton of fun and I think it's definitely something that uh, everybody should give a chance at least once. Totally agree. Okay so from July moving into August I saw two shows in August for August 1st, I saw Fall Out Boy. Nice. Yeah, I remember you kept on sending me clip after clip after clip of no, that show, and I, it was awesome. You know what I loved about their set? They played so much old music in yeah, their set. Yeah, so much classic material. I was not expecting that, especially I've seen Fall Out Boy live before. I've you know heard their set list before, and it wasn't that heavy on their older material. It was predominantly focusing on the new record, sprinkled in with, of course, the classics. But this show in particular, I have to give it to them. They busted out the Magic 8-Ball, which each show was different. So depending on the date that you caught them on tour, you got different songs that they never play live, some that they've never played live before, some that they rarely ever play. So it was just, it made it so much more fun that way because it all depended on what date you saw them on tour of what the full set list you were going to get. So they played a lot of classics. They played a lot of gems, hidden gems that you really don't get to hear that often, if ever. And... Of course, they played so much for Stardust. They played tracks off of that live, which translated beautifully live. You know how amped I am on that record. It made my 2023 list of my favorite albums. 
seeing Fall Out Boy live again after so many years. I mean, the last time that I saw them live, no joke, was 10 years ago. Yeah, that's crazy. <sighs> We're getting old, man. Just saying <laughs> that. It's like... and let me just say how masterful they sounded playing the classic stuff live. I mean, Patrick, I can't say enough about that guy and his voice. Yeah, Joe is back from his brief hiatus. You have Patrick, you have Pete, you have Andy. Everybody is firing on all cylinders. And speaking about firing, Pete's base was literally on fire. That was something to be seen. That was a sight to be seen. I was like, I turned to Nicole and I was just like, are you watching this? Like, this is so freaking gnarly. His base, there's fire jetting out the end of his base. And just in general, the production was top tier. Definitely the best produced show that I've seen by Fall Out Boy ever. And the pyrotech was insane. Yeah, I saw that too. I mean, That's I know they came crazy. out with that song, Light Em Up. but Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the performance itself was already fantastic, but that just brought it to another level. Literally, the band is on fire. <laughs> uh, if only I'd have been there. Oh, man, Eric, I, I really wish you could have been there. This was a surprise show, and I'm just so glad that I had the opportunity to go. Yeah, and thank you for sharing the clips with me. You know, I, I know to. I know it wasn't the same thing as being there, but at least I got a taste of what it was like. I had to because the material that they were playing, I sent you a lot of the classics and a lot yeah, of deep yeah. cuts that we both love. Yeah, yeah. Stuff from Take This to Your Grave, from mm-hmm. Under the Cork Tree. So yeah. that was really cool. It was just a perfect set list in the sense of I love that it was a mixture of the old with the new, and I thought they did a really nice job. Patrick sounds incredible. His vocals live, I think, now more than ever. Yeah, he's another performer who just gets better every time. He's gotten so much better over time. Yeah, he has more control over his voice. A lot of vocal training, you could tell. Yeah, and he he just has a special seasoning to his voice. He can do so many different genres. Yeah, and that's, that's, what, I that's love. what keeps it so interesting every time. Yes, that's what I love about Patrick Stump and just about the band in general is no matter what, whether you like their later material or not, but they're always experimenting. They're always trying new stuff. They're never just regurgitating the same sound, the same song over again. And for better or for worse, that's what I personally admire about the band. Same. So it was great to see them live. What an opportunity that was. That was in Forest Hills. That was my first time going to Forest Hills. And that stadium over there was outdoor, summertime, perfect, beautiful sunset. I mean, you couldn't pick a better day for it. Also, I quickly want to give a shout out to Bring Me the Horizon because they opened for Fall Out Boy and their set. I wasn't able to catch the full set just because of the timing of when we got there. But from the songs that I did hear, Ali Sykes, great live performer. What a front man. I wouldn't mind seeing Bring Me the Horizon at their own tour, at their own show. And that's how much he was fully engaged with the crowd. He went out into the crowd. He engaged with people. He's just such a great front man. And I'm really enjoying their output as of late. I would say what's really roped me in was post-human survival horror back in 2020. And then everything that's been released after that has been really fun and just a totally different sound than what you think of when you think Bring Me the Horizon. They have completely switched gears. I know it's been divisive amongst their old fans 
because it is a big shift, but in my opinion, it's something that's more accessible to more people. And yeah, so that was the Fallout Boy show. Shout out to not only Fallout Boy, but Bring Me the Horizon as well. And I'm looking forward to what's to come from both bands. Then later on in August, I went to go see the Jonas Brothers. What a transition. <laughs> what a transition between between the two. But no, with all jokes aside, I went to go see the Jonas Brothers with my cousin. And she is a huge fan of the Jonas Brothers. And I thought it'd be cool to go with her. I've never seen them live before. So I thought it would be a great experience because not only are they playing at Yankee Stadium, which was super cool to see a band play there, but they did their entire discography. It was a career-spanning tour that they did. So I thought that was super cool, super unique. And we had a lot of fun. It was the first date of their tour. So they pulled out all the stops during that show. Literally ended with fireworks over Yankee Stadium. I must say, the album that they just dropped in 2023, John Bellion was the producer of it. And it shows, you can hear his touches throughout the entire album. The album is literally called The Album. And I definitely suggest people check that album out, whether you've been a fan of the Jonas Brothers or you just know their music casually from hearing hits on the radio or maybe back in the day on Disney Channel. It's all good, guys. There is no such thing as guilty pleasures. I've said that before on the show. I'll say it again. There's no shame in my game proudly went to this show had a blast with my cousin she was singing her heart out and we had such a good time their new record has a lot of bangers on it so please go check out the album that show was great that tour i heard was one of their best grossing tours in their entire career so that says a lot and yeah just to see a show at yankee stadium like i said that was a lot of fun just to be there and once again it's the summertime you're outdoors Love the outdoor venues. Sound was good. The fireworks show at the end was just breathtaking. A lot of fun. That was back in August. That sounds like such an awesome time. Moving along to September, the last outdoor show was over Labor Day weekend on September 2nd. And I got to go with a group of friends and see Some 41 Simple Plan and The Offspring live at Jones Beach Theater. One of my favorite outdoor venues people often ask me where are some concert venues that you love going to and jones beach theater without a doubt one of my favorite venues in the summertime there's nothing like it just something about being on the water and watching the sun go down beautiful sunset and just hearing your favorite band or favorite musician live over there there's nothing like it i know that all the bands from what i saw on interviews loved that tour date specifically it was almost the end of the tour and what's cool about this show was not only was it all these bands from the 90s early 2000s but they all hopped on stage together the main headliner of the show was the offspring so you had simple plan who opened first then you had some 41 then you had the offspring but the coolest part is some 41 and simple plan both Derek and Pierre hopped on stage during the offspring set 
to sing together on stage why don't you get a job which is an offspring classic and it was so cool to see that collaboration live it's something that they didn't do the entire tour that it was special to that show and I was able to get that footage which I loved and they made it official they made it turned into a music video you guys can watch it on YouTube but it's from that night off of that date on tour and I love exclusive stuff like that I love going to live shows because you never get the same experience on tour don't you love when musicians do that where yeah okay you went to the same tour but that doesn't necessarily mean you're going to get the same experience yeah and then you inevitably have those conversations where you're just like you know, I got to hear this song at the show. And they're like, no way. You got to hear that one. We didn't get that. Yeah, exactly. You know? Or they did this or that happens. And you compare and you discuss amongst fans. And I love doing that after concerts. I love yeah. comparing notes, see, right? Yeah, comparing notes. And I love getting to see what bands or what musicians continue to do throughout their tour, even after you've gone to your tour date, because... It's cool. I like when people switch things up and do different things. and Yeah, they keep it spontaneous. Exactly, exactly. So that was a great show. That was my first time seeing Simple Plan live. They sound exactly like they do on the records. Some 41, I've seen them countless amounts of times. That must have been amazing. Derek always kills it. Shout out to Dave Brownsound. Killer guitar player. Killer. And just shout out to the rest of the band in general. I mean, they are incredible live. Definitely a band that if you're a fan of pop punk and metal, heavy metal, and the fusion that they do, you definitely want to see Sum 41 live. And especially now in 2024, because this is it. This is it for Sum 41. They are dropping their double album this year, both one side pop punk and the other side heavy metal. They're going to tour on it, and then that's going to be it. They are going to end their career on a high note. This is going to be your last opportunity to go see that band live. So you better, if you are interested in seeing them live and you never have before, take the leap, buy the tickets. You won't be disappointed, especially on this tour. I I know without a doubt they're going to pull out all the stops with it being their last and I'm definitely going to try to make the attempt to make that Eric, happen. we're going. We're going, okay? <laughs> <laughs> After the last show you and I went to together, where we went to see them, I mean, we've we got to do it. That was during their Does This Look Infected anniversary tour. And what a show that was. <sighs> so good. So good. That was unbelievable. We had such a good time together. That was such a fun tour. And I'm so glad that we got the opportunity to go together and experience them live. I have seen them other times, but that was just, yeah, wow. What a night that was. Yeah, for real. So the last show that I went to of 2023 to end the year was the end of November. It was after Thanksgiving. It was a show that was last minute. Our friend Tom asked me, do you want to go to the show? I got tickets. I know it's last minute. I'm like, do you even know me? (laughs) When it comes to concerts, I don't care who we're seeing. I don't care where it is. I'm always down. And that show would be Ice Nine Kills and In This Moment. And that was on November 27th. Wow. What a way to end the year. Yeah. You know, Tom, shout out to Tom. Uh, You know, he 
constantly talks about this band, constantly just gushes over them, especially about their Welcome to Horrorwood. Yep. Yeah, their Welcome to Horrorwood albums. That made my albums. 2021 year end list of my favorite albums of that year was Welcome to Horrorwood, yeah. which is the sequel to The Silver Scream that came out in 2018 yes, okay. with the horror-themed movies of each song being written after a horror movie. Yeah, so he constantly... Uh, gushes over those two albums in particular he's spoken to you about them he's spoken to me about them and unfortunately i couldn't go i was initially invited to that show but i just had so much going on at the time i unfortunately had to pass up that chance so i was hoping that he would ask you to go in my place and thankfully he did and i if if what he described to me sounds fun as it is i can't even imagine what it must have been like for you to actually witness it in person this was my first time seeing ice nine kills live since i started getting into their music admittedly i got into their music way later on i got into their music in 2021 with welcome to horrorwood and then i had to go back and listen to the silver scream which i fell in love with both of those albums because i'm an extremely extremely heavily into horror movies we both are we love the genre of horror and I just ate it up. Once I listened to one song, then I took a deep dive and I had to listen to another and another. And before you know it, I'm going down this rabbit hole and falling more and more in love with the concept behind the band. Is it gimmicky? Yes. But does it translate well when you know that the lead singer of the band is genuinely a diehard horror fanatic? Yes, it translates amazingly. Because you know it's authentic. Yeah, it's not just something where they were like, we should try doing this and see how it goes over with the fans. No, no. he genuinely knows what he's singing about. If you take any time to do research about Spencer Charnas, he goes above and beyond when it comes to the genre of horror with incorporating all these different elements, not only in the songs, but throughout the music videos. He's written a book. He's done orchestral albums based off of the horror album. He has his own horror convention. He's been at other horror conventions, and now he has his own horror convention. He's just a diehard amongst diehard of horror fanatics, and it shows in his music. And seeing that live, seeing these songs translated live is completely theatrical that's the only way i can describe it It, it's almost like watching a play going into these themes of each song whether it be friday the 13th or chucky or halloween or jaws or scream the list goes on and on he incorporates all the movie elements live on stage and it's just so much fun it makes it so much more interactive for the fans that are going to go see this band live and then you look around and the fans are coming dressed up so it's like halloween throughout the entire tour which is awesome instead of just having one night of the year where you get to do something like that you have a fan base that goes and they feel and of course because you have a lead singer and a band that embrace that creativity and embrace you being able to get into all these different characters it makes it so much fun to kind of look around the room and see 
who's dressed up like what and have that Halloween slash Comic-Con vibe, but translated into a live show at a concert was really cool to see. That sounds like so much fun. And it definitely sounds like my kind of scene. Again, you know, circumstances beyond my control, but... I hope that one day the three of us have the opportunity... Yeah, that would be so cool. ...to see them live, because I'm telling you, after seeing them live, my breath was taken away. I had so much fun, so much more fun than I thought I was going to have. That's amazing to hear. Yeah, and it was just so cool to see these songs translated live, and he sounded great, and everybody's in their element playing the live music, and it legitimately sounds as good as on the records and then uh, to to top everything off not only do you have moshing and crowd surfing and everything you would expect at a metal show but sprinkled in with the horror element and like i said almost this halloween forever halloween vibe where everybody feels comfortable to dress up and become a part of it and i just love that They've built that community within the past two albums. Going back a little bit further, every trick in the book, there's some horror stories because it's based off of books, that album. So there's some horror stories on there, like Carrie, for example. Nice. Very nice. So that's when things kind of started. The wheels started to turn, but it really was with the Silver Scream and Welcome to Horrorwood where they dove in headfirst with the horror theme throughout both of these albums and just knocked it out of the park really hoping for a trilogy here when it comes listen, to this anything's horror possible theme. i i listen they've got so much material to pick from a trilogy doesn't seem like a stretch so incredibly fun i highly recommend if that's your thing if you are a horror movie buff if you love the genre of horror movies like we do you have to see this band live you will not be disappointed. And I just want to say before we close out this episode, they co-headlined with a band called In This Moment. I had no background of this band whatsoever. It was my first time hearing about this band. Nothing. I had nothing. I went in blind. And this band, let me tell you, Eric, completely and utterly blew me away. So much so that their new record god mode that got released toward the end of 2023 made my top 10 favorite albums list of 2023 it has electronic elements it's heavy they have a song that sounds straight up mortal Kombat vibes on there <laughs> that's so great it's so cool i'll actually play it for you after this after we're done recording maria brink is just you want to talk about a front woman I'm not going to lie. I was sweating. I was dancing. I was fully immersed in the experience of watching this band live. I was kind of smitten. I was kind of smitten. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you basically you basically were like me with Macy Stewart from from I th- Ohm. I think I I think I fell a little bit a little bit in love with Maria Brink from in this moment. I'm not going to lie. It did it did add to charm of the band but i don't want to take away with that being said in all seriousness i don't want to take away from the merit of their live show their live performance is unlike anything that i've ever seen i mean it made so much sense why they're touring or why they toured with ice nine kills because both these bands are super theatrical and you're watching a production full-blown she's got outfit changes it's like a whole experience to see this band live 
Highly recommend. The pyro was insane. It was so cool. The minute that we left the show, I looked to both my friends. I was like, Tom, Michelle, I think I found a new band that I fell in love with. And so much so that I went to the show for Ice Nine Kills, but I think I fell in love with in this moment. That's amazing. Isn't that wild? That's amazing. Yeah. I love to hear that. Yeah, and I, I then I it made me totally understand why they were co-headlining those two bands because of just the style of both bands and their live show and how they perform in front of a crowd. It, it made total sense. It was like a match made in heaven. But I'm just glad that I got to witness it. I'm so glad. Shout out to Tom for taking me and I hope that the three of us can go together one day the next time that they tour both Ice Nine Kills in this moment. I really hope that the three of us can experience that together because, wow, this concert was incredible. What a way to end the year 2023 with just pure heat. It was a concert that left such an impression on me throughout the rest of the year that I was just thinking about it even weeks after the fact. And uh, yeah, I had such a good time, such a blast. Shout out to both of those bands. And yeah, wow, 2023. What a what a way to end it, man. What a way. What a way. I saw Buddy Guy in April, Paramore at the end of May, and The Rival Sons at the beginning of June. And just to run it back for me, my concert started in May and they went to November. So May, I saw Blink-182, saw Paramore with you, Eric. Then in June, Rival Sons, July, Elenium, August, Fall Out Boy and the Jonas Brothers, September... Some 41, Simple Plan, and The Offspring together. And to close out the year in the end of November, I saw Ice Nine Kills within this moment. I was a busy woman in 2023 going to all these shows. And hopefully you'll keep that up this year. And hopefully I will join you and I'll be able to uh, be as productive in regards to concert going. I cannot wait to see what the future holds for this year and bands and musicians touring cannot wait 2024 looks like it's shaping up to be an incredible year for music hell yeah i mean listen all i can say for now is that i've already got two concerts lined up for this year buddy guy in april and king gizzard and the lizard wizard nice later on in the year over the summer it's going to be a marathon show which means it's a three-hour show wow i that's your dream come true yes i uh (laughs) If I don't show up, it means I didn't make it. <laughs> but uh, I'm going to try. Listen, that's how I felt after Ice Nine Kills and In This Moment. I literally uploaded a video to my Instagram page. If you guys want to go check that out on Instagram, you can follow me or just check it out at Lisa underscore 182. And as the caption, I wrote, I survived <laughs> the Ice Nine Kills and In This Moment kiss of death show which because i honestly felt that way and tom and my friend michelle they were both very proud of me they're like you held your own it's been a while i'm not gonna lie you guys since i've been in a crowd like that holy crap honestly it probably going back to warp tour days and towards the end of warp tour which was what 2018 2019 that's the last time that i've been in a crowd like that the crowd was wild a lot of crowd surfing a lot of moshing a lot of watch your back (laughs) <laughs> yeah 
Yeah, and I've got a, funny enough, a friend But I love I, it. I love that kind of chaos. Of course. And funny enough, a friend that I made at the King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard concert that I went to in 2022, he's going to be there, but he's going on both days because they added a second day. That's two marathon shows. Wow. That so, is <laughs> you a know, commitment. <laughs> yeah. So we're, we're definitely going to have a blast. I encourage any other King Gizzard fans around here. And just anywhere, if, if you're going to be there, I believe it's at Forest Hills again. Um, I can't wait to see you there. I can't wait to rock out with you. And let's see if we can survive the night together. I can't wait. Yes, we cannot wait. We already got some shows in the pipeline for 2024. And I cannot wait to see what else you and I can experience together this year. And with that being said, you guys, we want to know what concerts you went to in 2023, which ones were some of your favorites, what stood out, what's the best live show that you've ever been to? We would love to know the answer to that. Head on over to musicmattersmedia.com and you can let us know over there. And don't forget to follow us on social media at Music Matters Media. And stay tuned for our first official, official episode of 2024, where we're going to be discussing our most anticipated of this year. You won't want to miss it. We'll see you there.